Welcome into another edition of the Restored Liberty Podcast with George and Ray. Coming up on today's podcast in segment one, we'll talk about the student loan crisis and the forgiveness giveaway that's ongoing. Segment two, key concerns on the minds of college conservatives. And in segment three, a couple of uh, sound bites from our president in chief, uh, the Looney Tunes segment of the day and the growing weaponization of the federal agencies. We've got a special guest with us, a college student with a conservative bent, Owen. So, George, I'm going to let you take it away. Hi, and welcome to the show. And Owen, thank you for uh, being here. I knew I could find a college conservative somewhere, and thanks for being the man today. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good being here. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening across the fruited plains where we let elections be stolen. <laughs> And we'll explain on how in uh, segment three here today how uh, Ray is now classified by the Department of Justice as a domestic terrorist. I think I'm going to go international. George. There you go. International terrorist. It gives you, it gives you a cooler bent when yeah. you hear that, right? Yeah. 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 Bond. James Bond. <laughs> anyway, so hey, Owen, thanks for being here. Owen is a West Sider, a recent graduate of Elder High School, and currently a uh, finance and accounting student at the University of Cincinnati. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, I'd actually be surprised. You know, a lot of times people may not think there's a lot of college conservatives out there, but there's more than you think. Excellent. Sure. That's actually very good news and unexpected. So uh, Owen gave us a list of his concerns and what his friends talk about. We're going to get to that in segment two. But uh, a very apropos discussion to start off with is the, the current, quote, crisis of student debt and the single party solution of, well, we'll just forgive it all. So uh, it's kind of crazy. Well, the, if they do that, I will call for tuition reparations. No, I, I, I put two daughters through college and paid for a chunk. And, and um, I will tell you that some of it came from scholarship monies, but they also have some student debt from student loans. I'm going to do the same thing. If right. that comes about, I want my money back. Absolutely. Pretty simple. And guess what? You ain't alone in doing that, and I'm not going to be alone in doing that. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, when I was a student, it seemed like they could calculate to the penny how much was in my bank account by the end of the school year so that they could empty it. So every year I seemed to start off $500 in debt and then work two summer jobs to pay for the next year. It was just absolutely crazy. But, but that's the way you do it. And, so. and what about those people that did that, that paid for it? I, I paid, paid for, for mine. Pay for right. but, but back then, these institutions they call colleges, weren't they were, they were growing like crazy. Yes. But now you've got tenured uh, professors who don't teach anything making 300 grand a year and then you build buildings on top of buildings. There's no more students at the University of Cincinnati than when I went, okay? Wow. But there's twice the buildings. And so, probably five times the number of administrators. There's oh, not that oh, many more professors. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's crazy. Uh, the cost of it, and then they, then they, uh, you know, the, the they entice people to borrow this money to to come in there, and it's it's just crazy. I paid for mine, and you know what? Sometimes I didn't have enough money. I couldn't take a full load. I couldn't t take as many classes as I wanted wanted to because I didn't have the money. Wow, so, what a concept! Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting that the the problem in the student loan crisis is exactly the same as the problem with the housing crisis in two thousand and eight, where the government gave away loans for to people that could never pay them back. And and the whole thing of, you know, the fact that there is now government financing inside of the equation, the prices just keep going skyrocketing, just like healthcare did when the government got involved and started taking over. I, I sense a pattern here. It's like as soon as the federal government gets involved, 
boom, things just get out of control. There's a, it costs a lot of money to run corruption at that level. <laughs> it, 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 you can't do That's that. That's probably the most accurate thing you've ever said. That's well, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it costs a lot of money. you got a lot of Palms degrees. Uh, come on. So, so here's the current stats. Uh, and again, on the website, I'll post where these are coming from. Currently, 43.2 million student borrowers are in debt, an average of almost $40,000 each. $40,000 each. The total student debt right now is equal to 80% of our GDP. So that's literally like $3 trillion. That's crazy. Freaking believable. So here's the here's some history to let you know how the government got involved in this. So again, this is from uh, ed.gov. So I, I'm not taking this from a conservative site. I'm taking it from the government. So the original Department of Education was formed in 1867, and here's the purpose: quote, collect information on schools and teaching that would help the states establish effective school systems. So. You can see how every word of that has been corrupted in current day. So we're currently, in 1980, Congress established the Department of Education as a cabinet-level position. It was a payback from Jimmy Carter to the teachers' unions for voting him in in, in 1776. That was a good move. Oh, golly, yes. Getting him in was a good move and then creating that. Yeah, right. Great, good stuff. So in 2010... Government again takes a huge step under uh, Barack Hussein Obama. The federal government decided instead of just backing the loans, they were going to take over the whole process. Because, of course, you know, that greedy profit motive of the banks was making everything so expensive. And in the actual legislation, they talked about saving $62 billion by getting rid of, getting rid of the profit. Of course, Five years later, so I, I couldn't find anything after 2015. Five years later, did they save $62 billion? No, 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 no. It cost an extra $27 billion because the government doesn't have a profit motive. Therefore, who cares what it costs? And that's when everything blew up. The year they did that, when, when Obama passed that, that the government's taking over, the amount of student debt doubled that year over the previous year. Hmm. Well, I think uh, free money. The schools got better, didn't they? Uh, no, I definitely don't. I, I, don't. I haven't seen any improvement in any output me- measure for schools. It, it's really curious. It's all very similar to the housing crisis. So, you know, the loans are given to people with very little chance of paying them back. And now they're talking about forgiveness. And, and this is from an article on Forbes. So since January, so that's that's like six months, right? I think, less than that if you count January 20th, the Biden-Harris administration has already forgiven $2.8 billion worth of loans. And the estimate is from now until September of this year, they'll give away another $90 billions in loan cancellations. How do they, how do they determine that? How do you, how do you get so on that So what train? I found is the current program forgives loans based on, quote, borrower defense concept. Basically, you look at the loan, and if you can say the school misled me about uh, how the education was going to improve, about the job I'd get when I got out, but if you can say you were misled, then you were defrauded by that school, and therefore you shouldn't have to pay back the loan you signed. I agree with that. So how's that work on your car? <laughs> how's that work on your house? You know, if I'm not going to pay back the loan. Owen, did you take any loans for your first couple of years? No, I did not. 
So are, you don't have anything to pay back. How are you paying uh, for it? Uh, Do you have a job? Yeah, I have a job, yeah. Wow, well, what, what a is, concept. What's wrong with this kid? <laughs> That's why I mean, he's they're, here. They're he's giving out billions. Unbelievable. Oh, and just for a little uh, background, so I, I keep saying that the, the 2007-2008 housing collapse was caused by a, a Clinton mandate that the loans be given to people that can't afford them. Our friend Mr. Biden just started that same program back up. The FHA has been directed to to increase the number of people that can get into housing. They call it affordable housing, but they're really back to the same old, same old, giving loans to people. Hey. They have no intent of paying them back. In, in a housing market that's inflated, you know, financially, unbelievably it's be worse. inflated. It's be worse, yeah. Oh, uh, this is going to be. Owen was mentioning uh, earlier one of the things he's interested in is uh, investment banking and those kinds of things. Now, this is when it gets great because those loans are bad. So they got they want to sell the loan, but they're so bad you can't sell the complete loan. So you chop it up into these derivatives like they did before, and when you're on in on the beginning, the ground floor of that, you'll make a bunch of money. Oh yeah, it's Bernie Madoff all over again, but it's legal, sort of, kind of. Well, derivative, and then they get mad at the end. Well, derivatives are legal, but uh, the the crooks that were pulling that off, they would they would come in and say, George, buy some of this. This is good stuff. Buy some of these derivatives, and then I'll bet against you, and then bet against you. Wow. So it, short on the other side. See, it 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 works. So it's coming again. I, I it just seems incredible to me that this evolution we're seeing and, and it's now just out of control, going fast. Where the government wants to take over everything, and wants they're, to. they're me. Wants well, to. they are. Yeah, right. And, and their motive is to say, hey, profit's bad because profit means that's extra money that just went into rich people's pockets. And everybody's 401ks and retirement funds. But, you know, we got to get rid of that evil profit. But the only way you make a profit is if you reduce costs and increase quality. And when have you ever seen a government program reduce costs and increase quality? Well, they're not allowed to do that. Apparently. It's in the Constitution. I mean, even the military, which, you know, is getting downsized now, that's the only military that exists. And there's no profit motive, so therefore, you know, the, the expense of a hammer is ridiculous. I, I When I was at GE back in the 80s, we used to joke the the government specification for fruitcake was 32 pages. You couldn't go to Kroger's and buy one. You had to meet this 32-page spec for fruitcake. Unbelievable. So we're going to talk a little more about that, especially in Section 3. And in Section 2, we're going to get a, to see what's on Owen's mind and what he thinks is happening there. Indeed. Reminder, you can subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, and others. Just search for Restored Liberty. You can also find previous podcasts by doing that as well. Be sure to sign up at info at restoredliberty.us. And you can leave us feedback at 513-400-5832. That's 513-400-5832. Segment two, straight ahead with the Restored Liberty podcast with George and Ray.
Welcome back into the Restored Liberty Podcast with George and Ray. Coming up here in segment two, topics of concern to college conservatives. We have one of those in studio today, our special guest, Owen. So take it away with segment two, George. Owen, uh, this is uh, your chance to speak out, be heard, and uh, you know make your internet fame here, hey? Uh, so when I first met Owen, I, I'm always curious how you know a younger generation looks at some of the topics, and, and I was absolutely amazed and delighted with uh, you know what Owen was talking about. And, and interestingly enough, the, his first comment about what his friends are talking about is freedom of speech, and, and that's why we're here. Is uh, you know the the craziness going on with big tech now being joined up with the single party rule is, is just making things impossible for alternate voices to get out at all. So I mean, you're saying your friends are are noticing this. What are they saying about you know what's happening with Facebook and Twitter? Oh yeah, uh, college students. I would say the conservative ones think it's ridiculous what's going on right now because their opinion isn't heard at all. I mean, anything you say now, there's people trolling on the internet shouting back at you yeah yeah it's easy to do because nobody sees you right and there's no threat of physical you know retaliation i can say whatever i want about you on twitter and you don't even know who i am yeah you may have an egg for an avatar as well so i really don't know who you are (laughs) but but i mean when the trump facebook account they just announced again that they're gonna keep him off for two years because of incitement to riot or so they never give a real reason and obviously the two-year time frame is so he can't influence the midterm elections i mean why pick two years that seems ridiculous i think you're going to be a horrible actor on facebook for the next two years there's no reason behind it yeah and it's it's even worse with the double standards too with uh maxine waters and chuck schumer i mean maxine waters with that Derek chauvin trial yeah she definitely swayed the jury and if i was the defense lawyer, I mean, personally, I'd seek to help right. out my client because that's swaying the jury. That's not even a fair try, you can necessarily say. Right. I, I think everyone on that jury knew that if they had voted to uh, the lesser the lesser charges or, or better yet said, hey, you know, he didn't die from this, so you can't charge him with murder. I think they all knew if they did that, they, they would have been stalked online, in person. They would have been mm-hmm. BLM and Antifa in their front yard. And, and then to have Maxine Waters and even Biden weighed in and said, you know, I hope they come to the right decision on this. In between, you know, is doses of meds and naps. But I, I think that was a, a very telling moment in that you weren't allowed to say anything against it. You were allowed to go to absolute extremes on what you did say if you, if you backed the single-party system. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what you're seeing with, uh, you know, Amazon shut down Parler because they were starting to gain people. I mean, Amazon, most people don't even know they have this cloud system on the side, much less the power to shut down, you know, startups, essentially. So, I mean, how are you guys feeling about stuff like that, about Amazon getting involved in the game now? Um, Personally, I'm not a huge antitrust type of guy. I think they should... In terms of antitrust and monopoly type of situations, I feel like it's more of an upfront. The competition, I, I get it that the company, in the end, they chose that route. Like Amazon, for instance, their cloud services, that's what gives them money. Right. And they're just driving out the other competition in terms of supply and demand, you know, logistical reasons right. like UPS and FedEx. They're, they're beating them at that. But at the same time, I think there has to 
come a time when companies have to realize, oh, we're losing ground, we're losing market share to them. And there are other ways, I feel like, of going about with competing against those type of companies in right. other industries, but without having to necessarily use antitrust laws. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there completely. The problem is that when these companies get aligned with the left and they're in on this whole scheme to destroy our country, because uh, I would I would just say I, I hate antitrust laws. Let the free market work it out. But we're not operating in a free market mm-hmm. anymore is my concern. Right. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, I mean, to me, the one of the biggest obvious uh, freedom of speech issues was – Facebook literally stripped out anybody who said that the coronavirus came from the Wuhan lab. Totally shut it down. You weren't even allowed. I mean, that wouldn't even show up on your own timeline, much as anyone else's. And now a full year later, when all of the evidence is coming out saying, "Eh, it really looks like that's where it came from. Now they're going to say, okay, we'll let discussion happen now because Trump's gone and we can't hide it anymore because it's becoming obvious that's where it came from. And, And in, in a traditional American world, you're allowed to say anything. You're allowed to investigate. You can look at the data. You're allowed to create your own observations. And, and that's being shut down. And that's probably the biggest freedom of speech thing I can think of is you're not allowed to even analyze data objectively. Uh, and, you know, you hear my engineering side all the time. I'm sorry. But to me, the data is, is black and white. You, you look at it and you draw conclusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those conclusions aren't based on who's in the White House. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about some real uh, down-to-earth data. So, Owen, at University of Cincinnati, are, are you identified as a boy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> I identify myself as boy. We'll put it that way. Are you allowed to do that over there? I, I haven't been around UC in a while. Uh, you are, but there are some people that, who knows? I mean, you, you really don't know when you encounter them. You, there's some data that you can get on that, George, right away <laughs> to tell whether you're a boy or a girl. Well, and that's where you don't even need a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's well, actually well. fairly easy. You, you can get by with a mirror in most cases, I think. But, um, yeah, you had mentioned that one is, is another discussion point is the how many genders are there really and and what's going on with sports more than anything is quite disturbing Mm -hmm. what's the angle you're seeing on that yeah with the sports it's uh it's interesting i mean some people still still hold firm to belief that if you're a male you should be able to compete in women's sports if you cross over that is not my opinion there's still people out there in college that believe that i don't really understand that philosophy but um, among more traditional and conservative friends of mine, we disagree with that. Yeah, I, I would like to see if somebody ever tried that, uh, a, a male playing a female college sports, if that would literally fly. I, I just don't Can see- you see a guy on the uneven parallel bars whack his pelvis into that bottom bar the way they do? <laughs> It'd be a little different, no question. Uh, that would change his gender. It <laughs> <laughs> would raise his voice to the soprano level. Yeah, or, or the 6'5 kid who, who was good enough to be a good high school player but isn't good enough to play college basketball on a male team decides... Why not? They give me money for it. I'm going to do it, and they're going to allow it. I just don't know if that. Are, I don't know if teams ever accept that. I just don't see that happening. Uh, and to me, there's an easy solution. We don't call them male and female sports. We call them XX and XY. Fair enough. Yes. If you've got a Y chromosome, you can't 
You can't mm-hmm. compete in the double X league. Yeah, I mean, you can that's identify what you want to identify, but you're right. If that's the case, then yeah, maybe that's the route you go. I, I think I, I, they they already don't allow you to dope with testosterone before a race. Why do you let a male dope with it in going into a female competition? I, especially when you look at these quote transgender weightlifters, the the obvious advantages of that Y chromosome is just unbelievable. Apparently, in the Olympics, there's a a, a born guy now girl competing in weightlifting there's no way that's fair i mean he's got a genetic advantage over every other competitor uh, you're a racist oh gosh. or something like that i don't know anyway so hey the last topic you brought up in our earlier discussion was the whole uh, stock market manipulation and what are now called meme stocks i i had to look that one up i had heard it a couple of times so any stock that is getting boosted via social media is now called a meme stock and of course the most obvious was was the game stock uh game stop t- stock action where they heard that some hedge fund was shorting them and they got ticked about it and started talking on social media me personally, I thought that was fantastic. Let the hedge fund burn for that one because yeah. A, they made it public, and B, what's that say? Those people didn't want to buy GameStop in the first place. You know, they were just driving the cost up because they wanted to have it. Why did you bring that one up? Oh, uh, yeah, because actually, I know a couple of my friends that got burned pretty bad by it. In fact, on the oh, downside of it? Yeah. So a lot of people in college, you know, they're trying to use the Robin Hood right. finance app. And uh, so it's for stock trading, and it it does make it look like more of a game, you know. Like when you get on, sometimes it could be allotted actually free shares. Oh wow! Depending, yeah, know depending that. on yeah. if you get on it and use their app. But uh, apart from that, I think it's also a lot of people didn't realize how they were operating their brokerage firm. It's something called a payment for order flow, yeah. where these brokerages will go out. And they'll ask other clients like hedge funds to basically sell them the shares. So basically, they're they're getting the shares from these other clients. bigger groups. Yeah, bigger groups that buy and sell. So they make money on both sides funds. of it, which is the traditional. Yeah. It's called a bookmaker, right? Yeah. It, it is the fact that they got burned on it, and then they went after AMC, which to me. Anyone who buys into a movie theater right now, you're out of your brain, dude. <laughs> I, I drive by the one near us every day, and there's just no cars in the parking lot. And Yeah, it's just – but the, it's interesting the younger folks are learning in this stock game and that there's components to it. It's not just buying a stock. Uh, that they understand that uh, what shorting is now. Right. And because uh, these hedge funds – they became wealthy for years because nobody understood what they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just so much money that it's hard to even think about it. But the the other thing that I, I wanted to throw in there, since you are a finance guy, right? Yeah. So what do you think of the fact that they're going to double the capital gains tax? In other words, tax you when you invest in something and you actually win. Now, mind you, don't get it back if you actually lost. Yeah. You only get it back if you win. What's your feeling on the you know, doubling the price of stock wins. Uh, I think I think it's a terrible idea because, well, in the in the first place, the stock market is primarily the wealthy investing. I think eighty five percent of the total volumes are big banks, pension funds. You know, people with lots of assets. But uh, for as for the capital gains taxes or increasing them, if you do that, there's just going to be a, a huge. There could be potentially a bigger drop. 
in yeah. the stock market, but it's primarily just because people are leaving to go to other jurisdictions. Right, so or that, leaving to go to something that isn't currently taxed. I, I always yeah. come back to what happened when Yeah, they why would you invest to succeed and then invest to succeed and then have it taken away from you? Right. So our I, I've been working for myself for 20 years now, right? So my entire retirement is in stocks. It's in 401ks and a managed fund. And in 2007... We just got creamed when the the market crashed. I haven't looked in mine in 10 years. So I just refused to look. Well, that's probably the safer thing. We we actually were in Vegas at the time, and, and I lost six figures without ever going into a, into a casino at all. We haven't been back since. But the whole point was, so the IRS was more than happy to tax me on all the gains in the previous years. But when you have a loss like that, your loss can't exceed what your gain was. So I've got a, a what's called a carryover now that's going to last me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm never going to get that money back. Because they restrict how much you can use each year. That's right. It's just unbelievable. The government is is manipulating the markets. They want to now go in and do it even more by saying, you know, if you, if you get lucky enough to invest and make a return on that, we're going to punish you for that. Mind you, the only way startups get started is by people investing and taking risk. It's it's the old, the government doesn't understand risk. They don't understand reward. They don't understand earning something versus just give it away. And I think the bottom line is we need to start electing people who've had a job before. I mean, Maxine Waters never worked in the real world. Joe Biden yeah. never worked in the real world. Flunked a couple of times. It came out in the bottom of his class. The guy clearly couldn't be handled. You know, couldn't get a job. Much less own a company and make payroll. Uh, Bernie Sanders never had a job. And these are the guys that are now running our country, telling us what works and what doesn't work. And I know Bernie Sanders was just huge on campuses. Did you see any of that back during the election? Uh well, I personally did not see all that much. I mean, maybe there were some events held up there. Not, I didn't really see any. I was more uh, outside. Didn't really go by any of the bigger places where the college students like those events would be held. So yeah, I, I right. didn't really see any of that. Yeah, it's just amazing to me that they they're trying to play down capitalism. So, in your first year of finance classes, do they talk about capitalism at all? Uh, economic theory, but it's kind of a bunch of different, you know, socialism. They do talk yeah. about socialism as well, an e yeah. economic theory. And capitalism. It's it's kind of a mix. It's a bunch of different economic ideas. Do they all give them equal weight or do they talk about the ones that succeed versus the ones that have never worked? Uh, I would not say they necessarily say what succeed versus fail, but they just go and show you each of what they are. They don't really go much further. It's more... It, basic economic principles well, so i guess it could be worse they could be promoting the stuff that's never worked in human history like socialism communism what's happening in washington yeah, potential. <laughs> yeah. okay well cool hey in the third segment we're going to get to some looney tunes so uh stay tuned indeed reminder you can join the conversation by sending your thoughts to info info at restoredliberty.us or you can leave us a message at 513-458-32. And George, chime in real quick because you got the website up and running. you got a lot of new stuff that's coming to the website, new content. Just catch people up on, on where you are with that. Yeah, so we uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've made some major revisions. It's a lot cleaner now. It's a lot easier to get to what you want. Uh, the big thing is when you go to the homepage, so just go to restoreliberty.us. 
on the right-hand side, you will see the current events that you can take part in. So it's suggestions like right now the uh, vaccination uh, act that's stuck in committee over in the Ohio House. And the uh, Ohio Value Voters is talking about the uh, stop the indoctrination of our children. That one's up there right now. So it's a great place to go to see how you can speak out and show up right now. We're going to be adding more. We're uh, adding quotes and some motivation memes and stuff. So uh, please check it out. It's a great place. Uh, We're now starting to add the outlines that are for the show so you can see all of the websites, see the the key points that we're trying to hit here. And the links to to some of the information that you get from that as well. Absolutely. So stay tuned. But uh, the next thing coming is we're going to actually add a social platform on top of the website to allow people to discuss all of this stuff within, within the website and within a community that doesn't necessarily show the outside world what's going on. So Stop by RestoreLiberty.us. It's got some great stuff, and it's getting better every day. All right, coming up, our third and final segment of this podcast. Yes, it is a Looney Tunes segment that's coming up, and the coming war on conservatives. As the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray continues. Welcome back into segment three of the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray. A lot ahead in this segment. And we started off, as always, George, with a couple of sound bites that you've picked out that are just outstanding. So both of these are from uh, our friend overseas uh, doing what he does best. And the first one here is from June 14th. Uh, obviously, at the end of the day and the meds are wearing off, here's our here president. When he was asked, does he think Vladimir Putin is a killer? And here's how he responds. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that, uh, uh, this is painful. The answer is, I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. Uh, that is scary, folks. So I, it's obviously at the end of the day, he hasn't had the meds. Uh, he doesn't have his handlers nearby. He's standing in front of a podium and goes completely blank. Forgets that. I mean, that I did nothing to this at all. I didn't even change the volume this time. This is straight from the cut, straight from the web where I got it. He is just lost for like 15 seconds. Nobody home at all. Were you surprised they put him in that situation? Absolutely. I was too. And every time he gets in front of a microphone, you can tell they have just drilled him. 
Do not take questions. Say what you hear in your ear or what you see on the screen. And even with all of that prep, and you know he's been prepped for this thing for months and months, he still goes up and totally loses. They can't hide that this guy is not well. Because that was a tough question, and it made about him when they thought about it, to be honest with you, and he was stuck. Uh, I disagree. I'm, I don't think I, I, any listen, questions I, that come out I'm not haven't letting him been off vetted. The, I'm not letting him off the hook for that. But bottom line <laughs> is, I, I think he was truly stuck because I, you know the honest answer to that is pretty simple. Yeah, he's a killer. Right. He's, a, he's a dictator. He's been there for 20 years. Of course he's a dictator. Um, well, that's what uh, these uh, establishment types in our government want to become. Oh, dictators. Yeah. And then when uh, I go around saying somebody stole an election somewhere— then they can kill me. Right. Well, or at least throw you into a hole. Which well, well they have to kill me. I mean, I'm sure Ray, there's people that want to do that. <laughs> so the second quote is three days later. Obviously now he's he's got a full dose of meds. He's on his game. He's he's reading what's on the teleprompter, and that's even more scary. How could I be the president of the United States of America and not speak out? against the violation of human rights. I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again, but I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born, period. And we yield them to a government. Wow, he was on a streak there. Well, I, I, you know what? God is not an idea. Notice he didn't use that word. Right. But because we were born, it's not an idea. And, of course, uh, our founding fathers were clear. All of the uh, structure they put in place was to keep the government off of our back. And they nowhere had any idea that we would yield to them in any form. And and yield implies that we acknowledge that was something we wanted to do. And the only acknowledgement I can think of is we didn't cause a riot. Although the other side definitely did for some things they didn't like, but yield our rights to government. How do you feel about that, Owen? You ready to yield? No. Well, I would say that it's a government is necessary, but it's a necessary evil. Correct. You sound just like Jefferson in that statement. But, uh, Yielding too many rights or basically basing your right to even life based off the government is not. That, that's just too crazy. far. Yeah, that's They're just unyieldable. They're inalienable. They can't that's the be definition yielded. of inalienable. Yeah, yeah. You can't yield them. So quit talking about it. Well, and the craziness is obviously this was written for him to say out loud that we yield our rights to the government. It's obviously referencing the past year where – Basically, every right you have was taken away for COVID. And obviously, it's what they're doing next. And that's what's got me the most scared. So I found this soundbite, and I thought, okay, it's it's disturbing. But then as I did additional research, here's what, it, here's what I found. So first of all, think back to the ancient times, 2012. Barack Hussein Obama's in charge. He's, he's ready to run for re-election. What does he do? He sigs the IRS on this growing movement called the Tea Party. And basically denies them access to uh, get involved in politics at all, and then goes after the individuals that were the leaders of the of the different groups throughout the country, uh, including he, my he, wife and I. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, you're one of them. Yeah, right. And, and the person who was, you know, tasked with 
cracking down on the Brennemans, literally said in their opening statement, you're being audited because of your association with the Cincinnati Tea Party. Said it out loud. I wish I had a recorder on that. But so in 2012, it's the first time in history that the IRS has been used to crack down on normal human beings. In the past, you know, Nixon, um, others have used the IRS to crack down on big corporations they didn't like or rich individuals they didn't like. This is the first time in history it was used against, you know, ordinary people and especially small business owners. They're going at them with a passion. So let's fast forward to what's going on now. Just a couple of weeks ago, and this is a quote from MSN of all sources, right? So we know they're a really right-leaning organization, Microsoft News. Quote, the Internal Revenue Service has denied a Christian nonprofit group tax-exempt status because, and this is the IRS quote, the Bible's teachings are typically affiliated with the Republican Party and candidates. The Bible's teachings are typically affiliated with the Republican Party and candidates, and therefore this disqualifies you from an exemption under the IRS 501c3 regulations. So now you can't be conservative and believe in God and believe in religion and have morals because that's what Republicans do, and you're not allowed to show a sign. Well, there's a few Republicans that need a little more Bible. Yeah, (laughs) but— To say now we we aren't going to give you, you know, the normal tax-exempt status that we give every left-leaning organization, including BLM and Antifa and all those others, we can't give that to you because the Bible disagrees with our single-party system. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? So here's here's the really scary stuff. We should – I mean, the fact that the IRS could make this statement. And not be absolutely killed for it. Yep. So here's the really disturbing one. Uh, This last week, the Department of Justice, read that as the FBI, has released what they call the National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism. It's the main justification they use for this and for this crackdown on domestic terrorism is, of course, the theater of January 6th. And we now know they keep talking about people died there. The only person that died was a veteran that was walking through a window surrounded by police and was shot by one of the police. That's the only person that we died. We don't know. They won't tell us who shot her. No, they have his name. I've seen it. Oh, they do? Yes. They know who it was, and they've, they've said it was a good shoot. Oh. Even though she was unarmed, surrounded by cops, by herself, boom, she's gone. That's okay. So they're using this January 6th theater where, you know, obviously it was not normal conservatives that were doing this stuff. We tend not to dress up in, you know, bullhorns and Skins. What about the theater of Portland, Oregon at the moment? What about that theater? Exactly. And they're burning down. The entire Portland uh, rapid response team has resigned because they, they're not getting backed when they actually go in and do something. So, so this government document now on domestic terrorism, quote, when you look at it, and this is from Nicholas Giordano. He's supposedly a government document expert. He was on Tucker Carlson. Uh, when you look at it, he says the legal analysts in the field didn't write this document. It was written by the political appointees trying to push their agenda. And they list three factors as domestic terrorism. And the first is racism. The question this guy has then is if we are born domestic terrorists, as they're claiming now, if you're born white, you're born a domestic terrorist, is that enough to say we're going to cramp down on you? I mean, they're basically saying that, you know, you can't be born white 
and not be racist. Therefore, we're going to keep an eye on you and crack down on you if you step out of line. It's This is not America. I mean, this doesn't even sound like what was going on in Russia. This is North Korea type stuff. It's it's out there on the limb. Another tenement, tenant of this document is that, quote, anti-government sentiment and, quote, anti-government sentiment that involves the election are also described as domestic terrorism. So I hate to tell you, Ray, but, uh, you know, claiming that some election was stolen is now grounds for being classified as domestic terrorist and all that comes with that. This hmm. is happening, folks, including if you question what happened with COVID and the lockdowns due to COVID. That's anti-government segment uh, sentiment, and therefore you should be investigated because you know you might in some future do something wrong. <laughs> it's literally minority reports pre-crime. Well, the good thing is we've got podcasts like this where we can talk about this stuff, but let's not do anything about it. It's unbelievable. And as I said on the first podcast, you know, the IRS showed up our door in 2012. I, I really expect by the end of 21, we're going to be talking to some FBI agents. And, and that, I mean, in, in our view of history, something like this has never happened before. I and mean, even as a college student, you got to believe that this is raising eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Well, some, some, maybe, maybe not all, but some at this point have definitely it's almost like we've we've grown into this society where if you agree with the party and, and there's really only one party anymore if you agree with them you can do whatever you want i mean the portland thing you can burn down places you can attack people you can threaten people but if you don't believe in the party and if you believe that you know you're an individual and therefore you should be left alone well that's not right and we're going to crack down on you we're going to go after your your business. We're going to go after your your way of life. It just seems so anti-American that we've degraded into North Korea somehow in the last six months. It's just mind-boggling. How does it end? That's the question. And, and I'd love to hear other answers on that because uh, at this point, you know, we, we've kind of come to this conclusion that our best hope is to try and go at it at the state level. And we mentioned the uh, anti-vaccine passport that's being pushed around in the Ohio House. And what was your first statement, Ray? Well, it's a, the big pharma's giving these guys money, and it stalls the whole thing. The, the guy who's chair of that committee is Scott Lips, and he's my rep. In fact, I ran against him once. And uh, You evil conservative. Yeah, well, you know, and it wasn't good. But uh, he used to – I have his phone number. He would take my phone calls. He won't take my phone calls now. And this is a simple thing. We don't want in the state of Ohio somebody asking you for your papers. And he got this teed up in his committee. I thought, well, we'll go right to the floor with this. And then all of a sudden it becomes this big mystery. And then somebody just kind of looked into the campaign finance. And uh, he's, him and a couple other clowns on that committee are getting some goodies from Big Pharma. It's unbelievable. Money is is ruling the game. And, and at the Ohio House level, I mean, come on, guys. This is not a big job. I, it, it doesn't pay much. I, uh, do they get 15 bucks an hour? Oh. Uh, over oh, On top of the table, not under the table. Oh, on top of the you, table. you don't go up there for the top of the table other than you want the uh, free health care and the pension credits. You go for all that money that comes in those satchels, and you go for all that fun up in Columbus. It's a fraternity for old white guys. So I guess the bottom line is our only hope, and and in my mind is before I'm saying this, I am thinking, can this be construed to to cause me trouble? But 
we have to, uh, let's word this correctly, interact with our reps. We have to make sure they are aware that there is a group of people that disagree with this, you know, taking the money and therefore not doing what clearly the vast majority of your constituents want you to do. And the only way to get around that is sheer numbers, showing up, letting them know what you think, and, and not letting this behavior continue. We've got to be able to do that at the local level. We got to do it everywhere. And, and, and one other thing, you know, for eight years, our Republican representatives and from Congress and Senate would come and talk to us and spent eight years telling us how bad Obama was. Eight years. I'm glad they did that because I had no idea Obama was bad. What? And they're going to do the same nonsense when they start coming around again, telling us how bad Biden is. I don't want to hear that. It's obvious how bad that guy is. I want to hear what they're going to do about it. It's time for action, absolutely. And they're not going to do a darn thing. And, again, here in Ohio, we got the, the choice between a go-along to get along and somebody who has been outspoken when it comes to the U.S. Senate. I keep looking at Timken. Uh, last week we played a clip where she backed up and stood up with, with DeWine for his crackdown on Ohio and his dictates on COVID. It's her versus Josh Mandel, someone who went up against Kasich, of all people, the only state-level guy to do it. And to me, that choice is so super clear. Do you want more of the same, you know, Rob Portman 2.0, or do you want to try and tell, do something different, something like, you know, a uh, Rand Paul maybe? Yeah, yeah good point. We're, we got to get there, folks. I mean, we, we need you to get involved. We need your suggestions. Please, please hit us via the website. You can go to the uh, – contact page and get us there or hit us on uh, the phone number uh, i haven't had that many things other than crank calls coming in spam of course we need to hear from you let us know what you think what is it we should be looking at next and how are you going to get involved yeah you can call that number 513-400-5832 again the website simple restoredliberty.us you can find previous podcasts news action alerts and much much more and to hear previous podcasts or to search for this one go to spotify soundcloud iheart and many others just search for restore liberty our thanks to our special guest owen this has been the restore liberty podcast with george and ray In certain companies Yes, she'll tell you she's an orphan 